Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. And this series is called Death is Dead, Defying and Defeating Death. Come on. We're thankful for the power of Jesus Christ that literally runs in our veins, in our spirit. And this morning, I want to, our text is going to be in John chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles right there where you're at, turn to John chapter 11. We're going to read verses 25 through 26, verses 40, and then verse 43 through 44. As we come into the account of Lazarus. And uh, what we're about to read here, just setting this up, is that Lazarus has died. Jesus has arrived on the scene and he's talking to Lazarus' sister and they're talking about what's about to happen. And so let's read this in John chapter 11. And here's what, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Man, what a powerful text as we see this miracle take place. So as we start this series today, we're, we, we've titled the message, Dead Doesn't Mean Defeated. And I want that to settle into our hearts. I want that to settle into our spirits. If we've given our life to Jesus Christ, not even in death are we defeated. So the title again is Dead Doesn't Mean Defeated. Let's pray and let's get into this. Father, we thank you that that death has been defeated by the power of Jesus Christ, by the power of the cross and His resurrection. Jesus, thank You that You've done this for us, and that same power lives in us. And I pray as we go throughout this series, as we go throughout today, that it would stir in our spirit that You're a miracle-working God, and that, that we have an eternal hope that goes beyond our life and beyond even breath in our lungs, because we will be with You for eternity. Death has been defeated. Death is dead, and we thank you, God, for the power we have in Jesus Christ. I pray that our hearts would be open today, and we would receive from your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. My goodness, this, that, that, that doesn't get you excited this morning. I don't know what will. What an amazing way to start out our Sunday, to start out this message reading this text. You know, uh, this, this, this account, which we're going to read through, as we go throughout this, was just uh, crazy. It, was, it didn't turn out the way everyone thought it would. And I, you know, I love, I, I'm a movie guy. I, I love watching movies. I probably watch too, too many movies. Uh, it's probably spending too much time in that. That's, you know, I, I need to get better at that so you can be praying for me. But I love the plot twist that we see in movies. Like if you watch a, a, suspenseful, a suspenseful movie, uh, you're going through it and Often I figure them out, I'm, I, I, I'm pretty good at it, but there's sometimes where they, they've done so well, the writing, that they throw this twist at the end, and you're like, I mean, you, it's a jaw dropper. You're like, oh my, I did not see 
that coming. It it caught me totally off guard. And I, I love it, actually, when that happens. I love it when it happens in movies, but I think when it comes to our life with God, it's not, we don't always love it. We're always like, uh, God, I want you to be predictable. I want you to be able to, to work the way that I think you should work. I want you to be on my timeline. And what we see is that God doesn't do that. God always works things out. Thank God He always works things out. It tells us that He works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. He always, 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 I want you to hear this, He always works things out, but it's usually not the way that we think. It's usually, usually it's different than what we thought it would be. At times it's so different that we fail to see how He actually worked it out for, for the better. But God does work it out. He puts his God twist on it. God does it the way that is best. And and I want us to remember that this morning, that God's way is the best way. God's way is the best way. I know that uh, some of you watching, I know that even myself sometimes I think I'm really smart. I give myself too much credit, but I can promise you that I'm not smarter than God. You're not smarter than God. And that God sees things that we don't see. He works things out for the best. When we read this account of Lazarus, man, this was one that was full of twists and turns. It, 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 there was a way that we thought it could work out, that it should work out, but it didn't do it that way. It, 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 we thought it was going to end in tragedy as we read this, but it actually ended in victory. It ended in the way that Jesus wanted it to, and it was for the best. And so as we go throughout this message today, we're going to pull out three points from this account. Three points that show us how Jesus Christ is still the victor. And so these points are going to deal with delay, they're going to deal with death, and they're going to deal with decay. Delay, death, and decay. You're like, man, that sounds kind of morbid. That sounds kind of gross. I know, right? But let's stay tuned in. Let's focus in. And I promise you that we're going to glean from this. So point number one. I want us to get this. Write this down. Delayed doesn't mean denied. Delayed doesn't mean denied. You know, if we could imagine this this scenario that's happened here with Lazarus. And I I want us to understand the scope of what's happening here. This wasn't just, thank God that Jesus loves us all the same. He cares for us all. But in this, if we go read this as he's here on earth, He's all human, all God. He actually is great friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. This family. He's friends with them. This is the same Mary that that would pour perfume on Jesus and wipe his feet with her hair. And, And so imagine this friendship where they're great friends, and then there's word sent to Jesus that Lazarus is sick. And I'm not talking like, he has a cold. I'm talking he's really sick. I mean, this is people have speculated on exactly what the sickness was, but we know it was intense because we know that it ends in death. Even though he was this sick and the messenger comes, Jesus says and sends back to the messenger, the sickness will not end in death, but for God's glory. The sickness will not end in death, but for God's glory. And then we also see in this count, Jesus uh, John records this statement, and he, uh, he records it, I believe, with the purpose. In John eleven five. 5, it says, Now Jesus loved 
Martha, and her sister, and Lazarus. Jesus loved them. Jesus was friends with them. Jesus had hung out with them. I mean, they were close. So you would think if this is the relationship they had, that when Jesus hears the news, that he must have rushed, been right on his way and, and made and made haste and gets there. But what verse 6 tells us is that he actually stayed two more days, then he went. I, I was reading a, a one theologian put a timeline on this, how it could have been, and it could have been something like this, that, that when Lazarus becomes sick, they send a messenger to depart to find Jesus. Now, you got to remember, this was still a day's journey, so the messenger... Uh, before he probably even goes or gets ready to go, he's about to head on his way and probably along the journey, Lazarus, it seems like from reading the story, that he probably died soon after the messenger had departed. So Because he, he, he just didn't go like uh, 30 minutes over. He just didn't send a text message, hey, come on, Jesus. He actually had to go on this day's journey. So he gets there day one. So now, he, now day one, Lazarus has probably died. The messenger gets there. Probably by the time he gets there, Lazarus is already dead. Jesus received news about Lazarus' sickness from the messenger. So the messengers are taking about a day to get there. Probably, it differs what people say, but a 15 to 20 mile journey just to find Jesus. So he hears this news. Probably the, He's probably already dead. The day has passed. So then what happens? Jesus, you think, he hears it from the messenger, right? He's going to go. Well, no, it says day two and three. He just hangs out where he's at for two more days. So after two more days, then day four, he makes his way, the one day journey to go to where Lazarus is at. I know this doesn't make sense in our mind. It doesn't make sense that this is how it works out. And we're like, hey, if he loved him, he should have ran. He should have got a chariot. He should have got a horse. I don't know. He should have done something, whatever it took, you know. He should have gotten there, but that's not what happens here. He takes his time. And I like it that, as I read in verse 5, that John tells us what? That he loves him. And I think John is telling us this, telling us this and wanting to record this because he wants us to know that Jesus loves him, but this is still the way that Jesus did it. See, his love does what he knows is best, not what we think is best. I want you to get that in your spirit. Jesus loves us so much, and because of his love, he does what he knows is best, not what we think is best. See, Jesus did go. He just didn't go on the timeline that probably they had hoped for. And I think in our mind, we lay timelines out for God. In our mind, we think this is how it should happen, God. This is when it should happen. We think this is, this is the way that it would be best. But we, we, we don't know. We, we don't always see. I love we were talking in a meeting the other day, and Connor was talking about this. and He said, we act like we see in whole when only we see in part. We often think we know everything. We even think that if something happens, it's final. It can't be changed, but Jesus showed us that everything with God is possible. He moved in a miraculous way. And I want us to remember today that what happens doesn't depend on us. If it doesn't happen in our timeline, we often think, well, it didn't happen. It can't happen. That must mean that God doesn't want it, that it's denied. And that's not the truth. It just may be different than what you thought at a different time than what you thought. And you're like, well, but that time has passed. Well, he can bring it back around. He is a miracle working God. Jesus 
is on the way with an answer that's better than what you thought it would be. It's like the man at the gate called Beautiful. In Acts chapter 3, verse 2 through 6, this is a, this is a great account here. And let, let me share this with you. Acts chapter 3, verse 2 through 6. It said, Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. He had come there expecting money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. I love it. This man, you know, came there every day to re receive something. He wanted to get something for, just to make it another day. Something to live. This is all he could do. Something to live. And, I, and, and you think about it, Jesus probably had walked by this area many times, this temple, temple gate called Beautiful, over and over. This man could have heard him. I don't know. But this man had sat there every day, even when Jesus was walking by, crippled from his youth. And I'm sure that he probably felt like his answer had been denied. Think about that. Well, if Jesus had come by here and didn't heal me, if Jesus didn't see me, this is never going to happen. But it did happen. Jesus sent someone, and it happened in a way that he didn't think it would happen. I'm so thankful today that just because something is delayed in our life doesn't mean that it's denied. Have you ever thought that maybe you're not ready yet for what God wants to bring your way? Have you ever thought that maybe you're still being prepared to handle the thing that God is coming for? Have you thought maybe that even your prayer that you're praying for, even if it has the right motivation and intention, God is working it out, but He's working it out in a way that you're ready to receive what He's given you. When Jesus is involved, there's always hope. Come on. There's always hope. There's always opportunity for transformation and change. It's never over. When we have Jesus. Come on. The first point is delayed doesn't mean denied. Number, point number two, dead doesn't mean defeated. Dead doesn't mean defeated. So as we see here in this account, so all these days have gone by. And Jesus arrives and he's ready. And by this time, as, as we remember, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. <laughs> four days. Now, he's not just dead. He's deader than a doornail. You know what I mean? He is like, it's four days. I don't know why it would matter. Dead's dead, right? Like, but I feel like if I'm somewhere and I was with Jesus and someone died right there while we're there, that it's just, I don't know why, I just feel like it'd be so much, I would just be more like, this is way easier. He just died. So like, you know, it doesn't make sense in our mind. But he'd been in there not one day, two days, three, four days, he's dead. And I'm not trying to make fun of you, like laughing. I'm laughing because I'm just like, he has been in there for a long time. So he arrives, and Martha tells him, she said, if only you had been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know God will give you whatever you ask. Oh, I'm so thankful for the, the but there, right? I'm so thankful for that, that, that I, I know it's like this, but that hope that, wells up within us. I, you know, I know that this is dead, but God, you can still move. I hope that we never 
lose our faith where we can add that but in in the greatest of situations, in the most difficult of times. I hope that our faith would continue to grow in us where we can see, Jesus, I know this is what it looks like, but you are more than able. Jesus, I know that, that this, this, my kids have went wayward. This has happened, but I know that you are still able to move and minister to them. I, I want your, your faith to rise up within you like she, it did here. And Jesus is, is, this is happening. Here's what Jesus says to her in, in John 11, 23-25. As she says this to him, and he gives her, her a response. He said, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, <laughs> I love Martha, she's so practical. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Come on. I, I, you know, Martha, if you know anything about Martha, uh, she was so practical. I, I kind of feel like maybe she was like trying to uh, just kind of throw that out there. You know, like fishing a little bit. Like, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Looking at Jesus like, is there more? Is there more? And so he tells her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. See, when Jesus arrives on the scene, man, it is the game changer. Come on. Nothing is impossible. I mean, we've seen it all. Through, we've seen it throughout the, the New Testament. We've seen it throughout history. I mean, let's not forget that God can do this. And let's not forget that even if, even if we did, uh, did, things didn't go the way that we thought, even if we did, let's, let's say, worst case scenario, we die. You know what the amazing thing is? We still win. See, death has been defeated. Death in itself is dead, meaning that death actually, if we've given our life to Jesus Christ, death has no power over us. We have something better. Even when this physical body finally does die, is not resurrected here on earth, is not healed, we go to see Jesus Christ. He defeated death and we live forever. But Jesus still works miracles. And He did in this setting. He would command Lazarus to be raised from the dead. Come on. He would, he would command it. He would speak to him as we're going to see. And he would, he would say this. He would say, come out. And, and this happened. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. As I was, just, as I was reading through these notes and I was thinking about it in your life, if Jesus can speak to someone that is physically dead, has been dead for four days, then I promise you he can command the dead things in your life to come alive. I don't know what it is you're believing for. I don't know what it is maybe you've even laid down that you had once believed for, but it's been so long since you've prayed over it, so long since you've believed for it. I promise you, Jesus can breathe life into it. Maybe you have family members that you've given up on, that they're never going to come to Jesus, Scotty. It's just, it's over. No, I'm telling you, Jesus can move on the scene in ways that you didn't think. So maybe it's dreams that have stirred in your heart and in your spirit about what God wants to do with you, but you've put them aside. You've almost forgotten them. I pray that they would spring forth new life, that Jesus would speak life to them because He can do it. Nothing is impossible with Jesus. See, we don't face these difficult moments in life alone when we become a Christian. It doesn't mean that we won't have difficult moments. It doesn't mean that we might not even have times where we think the thing we were believing for is dead, but we face them with Jesus Christ. I love this, this quote. 
that said being a Christian doesn't change what you deal with. It changes how you deal with it. I don't know what we think. That Often I think we think we become a Christian, man. It's going to be all hunky-dory after that. It's going to be awesome. Like you're walking down the street every day. Bluebirds are singing, landing upon your shoulder. There's that uh, tune going in your head uh, off of like uh, Mary Poppins, you know, or Zippity-Doo-Dah. Woo-hoo! I mean, that's not how it is. Still real issues. But we deal with them with Jesus Christ. It's like the account of uh, Jairus' daughter in, in Mark chapter 5, verse 35 through 42. He, he's dealing with some real issues, but thank God he knew who he could go to. Let me read that to you. Mark chapter 5, verse 35 through 42. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. He said, your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. I like this. But they laughed at him, and then we just see this next thing. And after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in there and went in where the child was. I'm sorry, I just had this image of like Jesus walking up saying this. They're all like, ha, they start laughing. And Jesus is like, oh, this ain't going to do. See ya. Just starts ushering them out. Out you go. You know what I mean? And I, I, just, I just think it's awesome because Jesus is showing what it is to believe and have faith. So it says, when he did this, he took her by the hand and said to her, uh, Talitha Kayom, which I don't know if I said that right, but he said that, so you can go look it up for you Bible scholars, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. Come on. A miracle where people thought she was, a de- was dead, or that's what we perceived, and that's what actually happened in the physical. But thank God we don't just function in the physical. We actually function in the supernatural. It's more than just what we see in our, with our physical eyes. There's a spiritual thing going on here. Jesus is like, no, she's asleep, because he knew that not even in death was she really dead. Come on. When we believe in Christ and his power, we don't have to be defeated by circumstances. Jesus has power. I want us to get this. We, gosh, we've belittled, I think, so often we've tried to minimize our Christian walk to just a few little things that we do, a few little devotions, which all that is good. But come on, we serve the Savior of the world. We serve Him, Jesus Christ, that has power over death, hell, and the grave. It has to obey Him. We serve a miracle-working God. And thank God that same power that runs through him, that same power that defeated death, hell, and the grave lives in you, man and woman of God. It abides in your spirit. And if, it, if he did it, then he can do it for us. We are victorious in him. Come on. I want us to remember this today. Delayed doesn't mean denied. Dead doesn't mean defeated. And number three, decayed doesn't mean destroyed. Decayed doesn't mean destroyed. I love this account of Lazarus. 
It's, it's so awesome to see our, 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 our Savior at work. It's inspiring and it's moving. And I, you know, imagine being there. I mean, imagine being there watching this. You know, I mean, there's mourning going on. You know that Lazarus has been dead. He's been, he's been in the tomb for like four days. And, and he's, I mean, he's, he is dead. People are there. And then Jesus arrives on the scene and he begins to have this conversation. And then he calls him forward. You want to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, being in awe. You're watching this. You're watching him come out. I mean, he's coming out like a mummy. Come on. His hands and sweat were wrapped up. His feet were wrapped up. There was a cloth around his head. I mean, this is like, this is probably creepy. Uh, I don't know what he was doing, but here he comes. He comes out. And it was crazy because even if you look at what Martha said, she even said, hey, Jesus. Like, it's funny, like Jesus didn't know this, but she's like, he is going to probably stink. You know, Jesus is probably like, duh, yeah, get it, Martha. And, and you're like, well, I mean, because think of it. Here's what I want us to think that we forget about. After four days, I was, re- I, was, I was looking at some of this stuff. After four days of a body decomposing, it says that your skin would become pale. Uh, you would be cold, obviously. Rigor mortis would set in, so you'd be like all like, your joints, you would be, you'd be stiff. It talked about bruising on all these different parts of your body. And then it talks, uh, cyanos- uh, I think it's cyanosis or cyanosis, this where, where you typically, your skin in certain areas, like around your, your lips and your, the, 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 your nail beds, where they typically would be pink, they would actually have turned blue. So what I'm saying is if, like if we saw him in his decom- decomposing state, which I'm not saying he looked like this when he came out, I, he would. I mean, it, it literally is like if you if you've watched zombie movies before, that's what he would probably look like. If like he walked out like that, he would be looking like a zombie. And the crowd, so the crowd knew. I'm sure that bodies would get smelly. These things would happen, and so the crowd doesn't know what to expect, right? I mean, he walks out, but they don't know what to expect when you start taking these things off. They, they, they start seeing these. He said, take those grave clothes off. So they start seeing these things taken off. Come on. And you know, they're probably like, oh my goodness, what's about to happen? What are we about to see? It's like those things that you see that you don't, it's like videos of people that hurt themselves, like when they fall and do stuff, like it kind of, it, uh, it, you don't want to see it, but then you can't help but look at it. That's probably how they were. I don't know if I'm going to see this, but I can't help but look what's happening with Lazarus. Because when he came out, people will say, well, was he completely whole or was he still like whatever? I don't really know. It doesn't tell us this. I believe he probably came out completely healed, mended, everything was back, right? But we don't, it doesn't really say. But even if he did, I got I mean, he may have still had some stank on him. You know what I'm saying? He's still, you think morning breath is bad. How about dead breath? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, bro, get a, get a Mentos or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that would be, you wouldn't know what to expect. But here's what I know. No matter what happened in the grave, no matter what his body looked like, what I know for sure is that he now was alive. That even though he, his body went through all these things, even though he even faced decay while he was in the tomb and he was dead, he was not destroyed. He came out and he was whole. There was a miracle that took place in him. And I wonder what about us? What wounds have we had 
in our life? What things have taken place in us that we have needed to put the bandages on? What things have you been hurt by? What issues have you dealt with? What mistakes have you made? What failures have you experienced? What things have you seen? What hurts do you have that needed to be tended to? So thankful today that God heals the brokenhearted, the Bible tells us, and He binds up our wounds. He tends to those things that we have, those hurts and those pains. Just like there was decay in Him, He became whole by the power of Jesus Christ. And just like you have had hurts and wounds, they become healed and mended by the power of Jesus Christ. Though we may have scars, we are not destroyed by those things. Though we may have some scars that, that, we, that, that show, they're not these things that say God failed. They're actually these things that say God healed. That though we had issues and pains, God still saved us. It did not destroy us, and it did not destroy the work of God. These scars actually serve as testimonies to God's healing power. And it serves as testimony that Jesus Christ is still on the throne. And by His grace and by His, His love for us, we made it through. The Apostle Paul would write in Galatians 6, 17. He'd say, from now, from now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. He bears on his body the marks of Jesus. These marks, not, they don't mean the same marks that Jesus had. They mean the things he took for Jesus. They speak of the persecution he faced. They speak of the the beatings, they speak of the imprisonment. And what I love about it is that it didn't stop Paul. It didn't stop him from doing what God had called him. It motivated him. He, he continued to be stronger. And not only did it move him, but it moved others. He would not be destroyed by the things that threatened to kill him. And I can just see us pointing out things in our life. Hey, when you're, when you're talking to someone, God will use you. Do you see this scar? This is the time that, man, I was really down and out. And I thought that, that the, the world was against me, but Jesus came and he healed it. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Hey, do you see this scar? This is where my family was going through a time where, honestly, we didn't think we were going to make it. We didn't think our marriage was going to survive. But Jesus came in and he performed a miracle and he changed my mind and he changed my heart. And if if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Do you see this scar here? Man, I'd made a mistake. I'd fallen again. I'd made some, some great strides, but I went back to some something that gripped my life, this addiction. But you know what? That was so long ago because Jesus walked me through it. He healed me and he delivered me. And if he did it for me, he will do it for you. And just because you have faced some things in your life, just because decay tried to set in, it doesn't mean that we are destroyed. I want you to know today that Jesus Christ is still alive. Jesus faced death and He won the victory. Our eternal assurance that we have in Him is that He still is a God that works miracles. He still moves today. I've seen it and I believe it. You can't convince me otherwise. He's still a God that calls dead things to life. Even in death, we are not defeated. Because our life is not just here, but it's in Jesus. So we have ultimate victory 
through Jesus Christ because death is death. Father, we thank you that we don't just live in the natural, but in the supernatural. I thank you that not even in death are we really dead because our life is in Christ. Lord, I pray for those watching that right now where they're at, maybe they've never given their life to you. I pray today that they would make a decision to follow you, to surrender their life to you as Lord. In Romans, it tells us that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we are saved. So would you do that today? If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, right there, you, just have, you can just tell Him, God, I give my life to You. I make You the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in You. I believe You died for me and rose again, and I choose to follow You. When you do that, when you pray that prayer, when you come to Him, He's going to save you, change you, transform you, and set you on a path for His glory. If you've prayed that prayer today and you've, you've reached out to God or maybe any other day, we would love to know it. Just look in that comment section there or you can message us privately and we'll, we'll connect with you and help you along this journey for Jesus Christ. Listen, when you do that, you, you enter into a supernatural world where even death has no power. I'm so excited for where God has taken us. Be in prayer. Let God speak to your heart as we move throughout this series. As we go into this, this week, as we go into Easter next week, I know God is going to do some great things. Thank you for being part of Church Online today. Thank you for being a part of the Summit Church podcast today. We pray that God used today's podcast to draw you closer to Him. You can stay in the know at Summit by following us on social media. Thank you again for being a part. This is the Summit Church Podcast.